This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Alright, you're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN, available on the Odyssey and TuneIn radio app, right, Brad? We're on TuneIn. You got it. You we got, got it. We got to hit it all, man. You can. I, I don't want to hear no excuses, man. Sometimes I'll, uh, I'll have some people from out of town. They'll say, I, I don't know how to. I'm everywhere, man. <laughs> Distribution. I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately everywhere. There are no excuses. If you don't want to hear me, you don't want to hear me. So I'm saying, I'm easy to find, bro. Uh, big show planned today. We have a lot of Memphis basketball news. Pretty big, yeah. It's been a bit like ever since <sighs> ever since Jason left. It's just like my cup has runneth over. It exploded. I think it's like you know the universe saying, "Listen, you're you're <laughs> solo this week. We're gonna make sure that you're insulated. Right. We're gonna give you enough." What happened when when you were gone and he was hosting? Something happened too. It, I think we had another recruit. I think it, it was the uh, it was DeAndre. It was DeAndre's uh, it was waiver. DeAndre. Yeah, that was really that was yeah. yeah. We're getting hit with lots of stuff. It's actually, been, I, I we we talk about summertime and the flow of sports. It's actually been kind of a busy summer. Well. Uh, you know, you always have those little, uh, you know, those little swoons for a week or two. But I always sort of my my brain is programmed to once we get into August, summer's right. over. Because, I would agree with because, that because uh, kids are back in school. Right. My wife is back at school. Mm-hmm. NFL preseason is going on. Yep, like it's it's happening. Right, we're, I, I'm kind of there. I mean, they got that tax free weekend thing. We're actually doing school shopping this week. Yes, like, we're we're a week. Uh, the seventh is when the public schools are back. Yes, we're it's, there. It's ridiculous. Yeah. They get keep <sighs> getting short, uh, quicker and quicker. That return to school day, but. Uh, Listen, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun time of year, no doubt about it. We do have more Memphis basketball news on top of Jaquan Walton's announcement, including a, a new recruit that they are attempting to add past uh, him. We talked about a big. We know now who that big is, so we'll get into that here on the show. Also, we have a, I, I love this news, a matchup announcement, a scheduling oh. announcement. Okay. for. We've talked so much about this formidable schedule for Memphis basketball. We know they're in that battle for Atlantis in the Bahamas. Yep. We now know their first round opponent, and you're going to like it. So we'll get into that here on the show. It is a big show. It is a packed show on your Friday. Anthony Sane's going to join us at 1125. Get into uh, Memphis and, and realignment and stadium talk and all of that with him uh, at 1125. Looking forward to that. 1225, Jason Smith is going to join us. He did the Universal Studios thing yesterday. He was nice enough to join us from there. Uh, Nintendo World is uh, is a new thing out there, and uh, oh, okay. If you're, I mean, I, look, I'm a Nintendo nerd. My first video game I ever played was Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo, so uh, I'm certainly a, a fan of of the uh, of the IP there. And it's crazy, like the videos he sent of that. I mean, like it really looks like you're in 
Super Mario World. Wow. Uh, it's just it's just packed. You have no like you can't you can barely walk in front of you. I mean, you can Too barely take a step. So many people, man. Um, which is to be expected on a new attraction like that, right? Um, but we'll talk to him about this Memphis basketball stuff, uh, conference realignment, because we did not hit it with him yesterday. I am anxious to hear how he feels about Memphis being on the short-ish list. It's not really a short list. It's a short-ish list. Yeah, that's right. You know, they're like, yeah. they're in the, like, you know how MySpace had, like, the top eight? Yeah. Memphis is in the top eight. Of the uh, Big 12. Okay. You know, okay. but they, they might be eight. <laughs> they might be fourth. I don't know. I'll take it at this point. Yeah, so uh, we'll get into that with Jason Smith, <laughs> uh, his favorite topic at 1225. Yeah. Then we'll ask the real expert, Brett McMurphy, at 1 o'clock. Um, he reported good. yesterday, uh, late last night, that the Big 12 would like to add one more Pac-12 team. If they cannot do that, if for whatever reason Arizona, Utah, Another Pac-12 school says, we're going to stay put. They like the media rights deal, uh, whatever, whatever their reasoning may be. Then Memphis would then be on a shorter list of three or four schools, San Diego State, uh, UConn, Memphis, might be one other. Um, those are the teams that would then get consideration to be added to the Big 12 for 2024 to round them out to 14. Um, so we'll get into how realistic that possibility is. Should we be losing any sleep over it? Or should we just ignore it totally and uh, and wake us up if anything happens? So we'll, we'll get into all of that with Frank McMurphy uh, at 1 o'clock from the Action Network. Then at 125, Jeff Borzello from ESPN is going to join us. We'll talk college basketball with him. I am on a, I am on a crusade uh, for this Memphis basketball team to get the respect that it deserves nationwide. Uh, I feel like this whole uh, charade about it maybe being a top 20 team is is uh, is ludicrous. If you have everybody uh, eligible for this team, uh, there are not 15 teams that are better than this one in the country. I just refuse to believe that. So we will get into all of that uh, with Jeff Borzello, Bronny James, uh, North Carolina, Kansas. Kansas is loaded. I mean, I, I just sort of was doing some research for this uh, for this interview and. I mean, they added Dickinson. They brought back uh, McCuller. They brought back their point guard, Dewan Harris. They added the the great shooter from uh, from Towson, Nick Timberlake. Like they are the title favorite, and they should be the title favorite. But um, past that, you know, you have Duke. Okay, you know, and then I think it's you know Purdue brings back Zach Eady. Okay, so there's your three. I think past that, you know, it's very much up for interpretation. So we'll get into all of that with Jeff Borzello at one twenty-five. So. That is the show today on your Friday. We got water back in Germantown. Hallelujah. Uh, you just take it for granted. I, uh, I think there were some things that uh, the Germantown city government can learn, but at the same time, I'm appreciative of the hard work that yes. they put in because obviously I know that was their day-to-day mission around the clock. Um, so I think both things can be true. I'd be appreciative of them uh, finding uh, the problem and identifying it, but also... I think there are some things they can learn moving yeah. forward for the next time. So, anyway, uh, that that is good. Uh, all things are good here on a Friday. We have a few things we want to tackle. Let's do the over-under thing. It's Jason and John's over-under. Over, over. Under, under. Friday over-unders start with Memphis basketball after adding a, a slew of players, including Javon Quinterly, Jaquan Walton, yesterday's news. Ranking for Memphis basketball, John, in the preseason, the uh, the number we're going to set here for you to talk about uh, over-under 17.5. Over-under. Top 20? Yeah. So real quick, let me pay off uh, that earlier tease. The news from Rocco Miller uh, earlier today 
was that Memphis is going to take on Michigan in the first hey. round of the Battle for Atlantis, uh, which is a great nice. matchup. That's good. I don't know. I mean, Michigan lost a lot. Uh, they lost Hunter Dickinson. They lost Kobe Bufkin. So I don't think they will be a ranked preseason mm-hmm. team. That is my guess. But it's still a brand, right? It's yeah. still a big brand. It's still Jawan Howard. So Penny versus Jawan there uh, in the first round of the battle for Atlantis. So that is uh, that is something to look forward to. That's another great Power matchup. It's a great game on the schedule. Yes. I mean, you haven't played Michigan um, since Maui in 2011, 2000, 2000, oh. uh, 2011, 12. So it's been 12 years since you've had a matchup with Michigan. So it's nice to get that one back on the schedule. Uh, 17 and a half is where we set the number. Listen, sure. I, I think there are two answers. I think there's what they will be and what they should be. But we'll go with what they will be. Uh, because that's the idea of the segment. Mm-hmm. It will be over that. They will not be uh, ranked inside the top 15 uh, to start the preseason. However, I think they should be. And I'll, I'll make my – like if I was a voter, right, and it's just funny. Like it's it's so funny how this works. And I I, I, I would like to believe it's a, it's an indication of how well I'm doing my job because if you, have, if you talk to people inside the program, they will tell you that I am uh, – uh, a big ass hater, and if you talk to people outside of the program, they will tell you that I am carrying Memphis's water. So I think that is a signal that I'm doing my job at a high level. But if I were a voter, I would absolutely have them inside the top 15 because I don't think there are 15 teams in the country who can bring either Jaquan Walton, a 13.9 point a game, 40 percent shooter uh, from three off the bench, or uh, David Jones, who's a 13.2 points a game score, uh, 6.8 rebounds a game in the Big East. One of those two is coming off the bench. I don't think there are 15 teams that are bringing guys like that off the bench. Same with Nick Jordan. Nick Jordan's numbers aren't uh, eye-popping, but he still is a 6'8 big man who started 37 games at a program like Temple. He is 100% coming off the bench, no questions asked. How many teams are bringing multiple guys like that off the bench in college basketball, it ain't 15. Like You'll have Kansas goes top-heavy, Duke goes top-heavy, right, and they belong. They belong in the top three. We're not having a top three conversation. We're having a top 15 conversation. I think what happens in these situations is, you know, Memphis's past performances, whether it's a passioner or whoever, Penny maybe even, they get sort of held against the current team, and I just don't think that's how you should vote here. I mean, you're voting not – you're not projecting. You're not saying, uh, I think right. this team is going to go to an Elite Eight. You're saying, is this team a top 15 team based on what we know, what the information that we yeah. have? And the answer is absolutely. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't promise a national championship run. I mean, we've seen seasons where Penny has had a harder time um, getting everybody sort of on the same page. Uh, I, I think the difference here is that you're not dealing with an 18-year-old reclassified, out-of-position Imani Bates – you know, you're not dealing with freshmen. You're dealing with grown men who should, right, right. have a little bit um, easier understanding of we know. And, again, these are guys that have played at a high level. They're, they're not jumping up from cop and state. They know how to win and what it takes to, to do it at a high level. So I, 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 if I were a voter, I'm not. But if Patty had a vote, Patty preseason would have Memphis inside the top 15. They will not be that because – People will say whatever they say. Oh well, you know they got to bring it together, or they got to do this, and they got to do that, and and and. But but they absolutely belong there. Um, it, it's a it's a it's a roster that has six double digit scorers from high major 
Division One program. So when you're you're rag- ranking it there, it's because of DeAndre being eligible. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm assuming he's eligible. If he's right. not, you know, then we have it. Then they will not be. This right. is not even a discussion. They'll be. They'll probably not be ranked in the top 25. Mm-hmm. Now, I think they can get there, but it's going to take some creativity. Um, which may lead us uh, to our, our next item here uh, yep. on the list. Let's go for additions for the Memphis roster. Are we going to get more? The number we will set, is it going to be over a half a player? Over. Under. Yeah, so uh, there is one more player that Memphis, well, I won't say one, but there is a primary target right. that Memphis is after in the form of, I'm just going to call him Big Z. Like Zydrunas Ilgowskis. That's probably fair. Because I cannot. Easier. Zavon Emir. Zavon Emir Ivisic. I think that's probably Z. close. Uh, he is a 7-2 Croatian big man. And if you if you do have time, I would recommend uh, looking up his highlights because they got this dude out here looking like the white Winbanyama. In the world. Like, I'm dead ass serious. Now, I don't know what the competition level is. I don't know, uh, you know. If it's, if it's like a professional, I don't know. I, I just see the highlights, right? Right. And this dude is out there looking like White Wind Banyama. And Memphis <laughs> is one of two schools that is after him. Uh, the other being, who else? Kentucky. Yeah. Um, my, my, my guess is that Kentucky gets him because I think they're just a little bit more desperate um, to get him. And they can probably promise him a little bit more than Memphis can promise him in the sense of, like I, you're not, you know, who's he starting over? Like, like DeAndre Williams? Yeah, not happening. You know, I think I think uh, Kentucky can probably offer him more, a little bit more in the way of, you know, guaranteed things. Um, but it's not like Kentucky has this long line of international <laughs> right. stuff either. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't recall them being smash hits with guys that have, you know, come overseas. Uh, Memphis doesn't have that. Kentucky doesn't have that. So. Yeah. Um, I'll say under because I just I just assume Kentucky needs him a little bit more than Memphis does. But man, I, I would recommend you looking him up. He I'm is looking scary. at him right now. He is scary, bro. Like I mean, he might be playing against some you know middle schoolers or whatever. I don't know, but he, and he's not bone thin like no, no, a lot no, no, of no. these seven. Like he's thick. He looks like uh, our homie from Denver. Like he's got that kind of a build. I mean, he's seven foot two, and he, he is, is massive. And he, yeah, he's not like uh, what's the kid's name, uh, Vanover. Uh, yeah, he's not Connor Vanover either. Doesn't look like a twig. I mean, he's. Uh, it's like whew, you gotta be careful watching the highlights, man, because like whoa, <laughs> we've been we've been screwed be like, before hey, on highlights, though, especially the overseas ones. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you, you don't know the competition level. Sure. But, I mean, all, but what based on the tape, man, he is a special and talent. He looks it. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see if Memphis can get it done. I'm just I'm gonna say under because okay. of the reasons I said, but. Hey, I'd love to be surprised. <laughs> uh, percent chance for Memphis to get into the Big 12. This seems to be the hot topic this week. Uh, you have set a, a kind of a low number, percent to get in the Big 12, at 12.5%. Over. Under. That's low. It's low. Um, but there is a chance. I, I'll go over. Okay. I'll, I, I don't have like a... a so I guess that's like you know twelve out of one hundred times. Yeah, I mean if you boil it, I'll, one in six. I'll, I'll say one in five. That's fine. I'll okay. go. I'll go twenty percent. Right. So right. I'll say it's over, uh, and we'll get a better grasp of it from Brett yeah. McMurphy uh, at one o'clock. But nice. look, I mean, I, I I'll give Memphis twenty percent because I think they've put in the work to get there. I mean, I think they clearly, you know, this is a this is a new sort of frontier for them. They are actually being mentioned credibly by national journalists this time. Yeah. And I think that has to indicate a better than 12% chance. I just sort of set that arbitrarily. Um, I, that doesn't mean it's a good chance. It doesn't mean it's <laughs> right. likely yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. But 
One out of five times? I think one out of five times, yeah, Pac-12 uh, media rights deal gets done, and they like it enough to stick with it for four or five years, and uh, it's you know it's a smaller pool to have to split it with. And they, yeah, one out of five times, that'll probably happen. And then Memphis has enough to overcome UConn and, and, uh, and San Diego State's exit fee is sure. too high. So I'll say, yeah, one in five times it'll happen. Hopefully this is the one. Hopefully uh, this is the one of those five times. I don't know that for sure. Um, but perhaps the chance is a little bit better than I thought it was yesterday. So, yeah, I'll go over. Not by a lot, but, okay. but I'll go over for now. I think that's about right. Uh, let's go to the NFL. We had the Joe Burrow injury scare yesterday, and uh, I assume he'll go on the shelf. I don't know. We'll see. Wins for the Bengals this season in the regular season. Now, it's a 17-game schedule, right? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we've got the uh, the linesmen have set the number at, at, at 11.5. Over. Under. So I actually uh, I don't have like a straight bet on this. I have it as part of like just a future parlay mm-hmm. that I put in. I already had the under prior to this happening. Um, oh, and, wow. and I'm going to stick with the under uh, after it happened. Also would love your thoughts on the NF- NFC uh, offensive player for him, too, by the way, from yesterday. Uh, how do you mean? You, we were talking with that dude from Vegas. Oh, yeah, the AFC, uh, the offensive player of the year. Sorry, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Offensive player of the year. Well, look, I mean, I think. For these, the league, I should say, yeah, the, not, not NFC. I'm these two things are totally uh, related. Yes, um, go there. He's not going to play again in the preseason. There's, right. I mean, there's just no reason for that. A, he's he's hurt. B, he doesn't have a long-term deal done. Right. There's really no reason for him to make another appearance uh, this year in the preseason. So we will not see him until week one against the Browns. But in terms of the under for their win total, I mean, they already play in what I believe is sneakily the best division in football, right? I mean, yeah. the Browns are probably the worst team in the division, and they could easily be a 9-10 win team. Um, you know, you have Lamar, and they're reloaded there in Baltimore. Uh, you've got road games against the Titans, uh, the 49ers. You play the Bills. Um, you're on the road against the Jags. You know, you're on the road against Kansas City. You know, these are uh, very, very t- tough games. Games you'll probably be a uh, either a slight favorite or an underdog in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your division, you're going to lose games in the North. It's just going to happen. It happens in every division, but you're certainly going to ha- it's going to happen in this one where it's physical. And that's to say nothing of Burrow's health. That's with a healthy Joe Burrow. Um, mm. If he's healthy, you know, obviously all things are possible. But this is a fourth straight preseason that Joe Burrow has not had. Uh, because of what last year was, you know, appendicitis. You know, you had yeah, COVID. Was, you had and then the, before it was the MCL. The yeah, year before you yeah. just you just uh, you just have not had a a real preseason. And I think yeah. over like over time that catches up with you, man. Especially in a physical division like they're in. So um, I, I, I'm gonna say under. And you know, for for the Bengals to to be the, if if they go over this right, mm-hmm. they go over that. It's gonna be it's gonna mean Joe Burrow was magnificent. It's gonna mean he was <laughs> right. MVP caliber. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. with this schedule. Um, so it's a little bit of a hedge on the on the offensive player of the year. It could happen. They could go under and he's still the offensive player of the year. They could win eleven games and sure. he's still the offensive player of the year. But I just I have to take the under here because of the injury situation, because of the toughness of the division, and again, lots of tough road games on uh, on their on their, you know, non divisional. So I am gonna go under with the injury scare. It sounds like he's gonna be okay, yep. thankfully. It looked scary. It was scary. Just a calf a strain. So he'll miss the uh he'll miss the entirety of the preseason. But I don't think that's a good thing. Like I I mean it's it's better than the alternative, better yeah. than Achilles, but I don't think it's a it's ever a good thing when you're missing that much time. Yeah. You don't get the reps in and, and it's gonna be the you know the first time you're gonna be in game action is is week one. You yeah. know, that's a tough ask. Would you draft him in fantasy? Of course. Oh yeah, of course, for sure. Okay. But but uh, you know, in terms of you know winning 12, 13 games, I think it's a lot to mm-hmm. ask. 
Soccer. The big news on Messi joining the league, this crappy-ass MLS. He's dominating, basically. Um, we've set the number at one and a half, so see if he finishes first in goals scored in the MLS this season over under. Over under. Well, so I think right now he's 10 behind. Yeah. He's 10 behind the uh, the, the the leading goal scorer who is, uh, I want to get his name, Hani Mukhtar, who plays for Nashville, by the way. Oh, okay. He has 13 goals, and I think Messi has three in two appearances here. There are not that many games left. I think there are only like teams have between 9 and 10 and 11 games left, yeah. right? Um, I will say this. Leo Messi is making a mockery of MLS. Oh, it's ridiculous. Like, he is he is just totally, <laughs> like, he is embarrassing us. It's boys and men and a man. Yeah. Like, understand that Messi is 35 years old. Right. Like, he is coming in as a 35-year-old man. After spending his career, you know, uh, 36, excuse me, about – yeah, he just turned 36. Okay. Um, coming over after a career, you know, in in, in, uh, in Europe and Spain and all of those things, and he is just coming in with, like, no practice, and he is just making our guys look stupid. I mean, he come out the bench and gets the game winner, right? It's ridiculous. Scored two goals the other night against Atlanta – I mean, I, I really do. Like, I think it's. Uh, I think it. It does. It is a bad look for MLS. Product. Yeah, it's sure it is. You know, it's yeah, like absolutely. We we pride ourselves on having like the best yeah. athletes, right? Here, here's our here's our top league in soccer in America. And this is not again. This is not Messi in 2009. Right. This, this is, is Messi at 36. <laughs> right. You know, he's supposed to be on the back end of his career. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? He's coming in here and slicing and dicing and making us look like some damn idiots. <laughs> um, he he will not finish first because I think he's okay. he, he's not going to have enough time. But if there were half a season left, yeah, no question, he would be the leading goal. There's no doubt in my mind. So crazy. There's John. no like if you give that guy a full season, he'll win the Golden Boot going away. Like he'll break all the records. Like and 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 look, maybe that's supposed to be the way it is. But I mean, I don't know. I feel a, I feel a certain type of way about him coming into MLS and in two games making everybody look like jackasses. We've talked about it. on. Why do we suck so bad in soccer? Our our major pro league, we are not good. And those are basically Americans. That's yeah. kind of what we're – I mean, you know, it's not a European league. Well, yeah, like it's weird. It's backwards because in every other – like every other league we have in America, like – We kick ass. It's the it's the standards where everybody – Those dudes want to come here to yeah, play Jokic in the wants NBA. wants to come here. Yeah. Mbanyan wants to come here, right? right? Otani, we, whatever. We, we don't invest in it, I guess. I mean, we don't really invest in soccer as a whole. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably like our feeder systems. Like you get you get pushed to football. You get pushed to basketball. Maybe a little bit of baseball, but man, this dude is coming in and he is just wrecking us. I, I mean, I feel like it's a Messi versus America thing for real. You man. know, like I, I, I take it personally <laughs> that he is doing this. And would uh, you rather he not do this? No, it's fun to watch. It is fun, but it's but understand it's embarrassing. Understand though. too right. what comes with him coming in and just doing it effortlessly. Right. Like, how do you watch this product and take it seriously? I mean, seriously, like he he comes in, has no practice time with his team, just shows up. <laughs> Puts up three goals in two appearances, and the first one was like t- three minutes. It's just crazy what he does, man. He, he is the best ever. At 36, he's not supposed to do this, but he's doing it. And uh, I guess it's a good story for MLS. It would be fun if they balanced the league out with a bunch of these dudes. You know, like get some more of these. Well, maybe that will happen. The problem is there's the money they're spending overseas. Oh, like yeah, it's the, nuts. They're buying players for like a billion dollars now. Yeah, that's that's where it will be. But I think Messi is maybe with the ownership stake. He's maybe trying to change that. And can we get and, some Saudi uh, money in here? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, it. You know, I don't. Well, Saudi money wants to keep it there, but yeah, of course. Uh, you know, I think maybe Messi can uh, can change the huh? perception a little bit. It's a long road, but 
He's going to keep scoring goals on our head in the meantime. We'll come back. Anthony Sane's going to join us. We'll talk to him, uh, get his thoughts on the stadium situation, conference realignment, Penny Hardaway, all that and more. Stick around. Jason and John, ninety-two FM, ESPN. I'm Michael Jenkins helping you beat the books back to L. Two NL leading teams meet in Atlanta tonight as the Braves host Milwaukee. Now, the Brewers have been a huge trend to the under lately, going under the number in 12 of their last 13 games. Milwaukee also has one of the best pitching staffs in the NL and one of the weakest offenses, ranking just 25th in the majors in runs scored. Milwaukee's pitching faces a tough challenge against a stellar Braves lineup, but the VQL model still likes the under in this one between Atlanta and... Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Milwaukee. Anthony Zane's show on Bluff City Media. <laughs> Pine Box Hockey Champ. Yeah, there it is. Okay. Yeah. Box Hockey Champ Box Pine, ho- of Pine Hill Community. Yeah, now, I, 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 brought them, I brought them together. Yeah. Pine Box Hockey. <laughs> yeah. But you got it, yes. Pine Box is like a casket, right? Yeah. No, <laughs> no I ain't good. I'm not a champ with that at all. But you'll put somebody in one in yeah. box hockey. Yeah. yeah, metaphorically I will. Yeah, on Twitter at uh, Sane Asylum. Joins us every single Friday. He is in the building now. lot to get to. You were at Penny Hardaway's press conference mm-hmm. yesterday. Awestruck. Awestruck. Yeah, you continue to, even after yeah. all these years. You make it a point oh, to yeah. point that out. Yeah, little kid. I, w- I was never a little kid watching Penny. I was pre-teenish, middle school age when Penny was in Memphis. Yeah. Yeah, I was preteen, like probably 12, 13, when Penny was in Memphis. And super fan, like my NBA allegiance rode with Penny until he just, you know, until the knee stuff happened. I was an Orlando fan because of Penny. Most of Memphis was, right. you know, Orlando fans because of Penny back then. But, yeah, he was he's my Michael Jordan for sure. Like he was the player, he was the poster I had on the wall, you know, the, the Sports Illustrated magazine covers, going yeah. to the store buying those and the shirts. And I, I was the first kid in my school that had the Penny ones. Still my favorite shoe of all time, the Air Penny One. I would pay whatever to get a pair right now. So it's funny yeah. that because uh, you know, again, you're you're a little older than I am. So mm-hmm. I didn't like I didn't grow up on Penny, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like by the time he was like He I was mean, just a guy that somebody they talked about when you Yeah, were, I mean yeah. I remember yeah, like exactly. It was like an urban legend kind mm-hmm. of a thing with me. I mean, I knew who he was and I was, you know, by the time I really got to know him or, or know about him, he was de- doing Team Penny. You know right. what I'm saying? Like <laughs> or playing for the Miami right. Heat at the end there. Mm-hmm. Um so it's interesting that you you have that you have not been shy, though, mm-hmm. at times to if if you felt to criticize exactly, mm-hmm. which is interesting to me. Right, like it's, you don't let it stop you. Penny has a it's an interesting dynamic here because he's literally in a market where eight out of ten people covering him literally are fans of his. Yeah, you know I mean that's true. Not just even to the point where they might be bigger fans of him than they are of the actual program. Very true. They're, yeah, they're, this is this has to be a very unique media market as far as it's concerned. Where right. most 
the vast majority of people who are covering him, like if you go to an in-game press conference during, during the season. Yeah, you're right. Most of the people out there are people who are literally fans of Penny They're Hardaway. actually wearing Orlando yeah, Magic right, jerseys right. when they ask the question. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> they got a Memphis State uh, throwback. Exactly, you know what I mean? bro. Sure. Yes. But, yeah, so that's, that's a unique situation. But I've, I've supported Penny even through my criticism. The only, the only, only season – that I was critical of anything was the year he had Imani Bates and Jalen Dorn. Because it, it seemed like there was just so many balls that were being dropped. And I, and I threw out words like incompetency, and that's what I thought was going on. Yeah. When, when he, you're talking about the COVID stuff, uh, not knowing what to do with him, having a, having a team full of veteran players yep. and force-feeding that kid to be on the ball and, and the offense to run around him and those type of things. Not identifying that he wasn't ready for that, not identifying that the team wasn't ready for him to do that. So many chemistry issues um, on that. That was the most toxic Tiger basketball was. season I've ever seen. It was. And um, but he got he he fixed it. You know he he, he made did. the most of it. That team had a nice run. Like up ten on Gonzaga at the half. Right. And he still got guys like Imani and Jalen who probably you know have good things to say about him. Right. Um. He salvaged that uh to the best of his ability. But I think I think anything I said during that year was justified criticism. But hey, I'm I'm. As a as a Tiger fan in the Penny Hardaway era, I've never been happier. I've never had this much enthusiasm. Yeah. About this year's season, um, and his energy yesterday, man, was just like I'm that dude. But it wasn't like an arrogant. It was it was just like okay, I can breathe easy now. I finally think I've got this. Whether that's coaching or recruiting or putting the team together, he really he really looked more comfortable yesterday than I've ever seen him. And and I would too, man, because like you're talking about. A situation where a guy walks in from a press press conference and breaks his own news that yeah, I just signed another dude too and he was at practice. <laughs> like exactly. that was some ball stuff, bro. Like who no who in the country does that? That's, man? Why, like, that's why we call him the Godfather. Yeah, man. On this he show, literally man. walked in and broke his own news. Like yeah, you know, they, I got another kid. He signed this morning. He's he's out there practicing now. And oh, by the way, he's a forty percent three. Yeah, yeah. Year. We played him. We played him a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think uh, I think that Amani Bates uh, season. Mm-hmm. I think it. I think it was. It was delusions of of grandeur a little bit yeah. on, on Penny's part. Um, that that he thought, okay, this kid's so talented. I can I can mold him into the point guard I need him to be. Right. And it didn't happen. And it mm-hmm. was like it was actually a disaster. But I, but I but I think he has shown he truly learned from that because we're now mm-hmm. dealing with two straight seasons where he has gone out in the portal and gotten elite point guards. Yeah. Right. Like he ain't playing no games. Experienced no Experienced point guard. Yeah. Like he yeah. got Kendra Davis last year, and this year he got Javon Quinterly. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not. I ain't playing with y'all I've about this point a, guard yeah. spot. <laughs> like, yeah. We 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 played yeah. the you know the abstract art te- you know game, and now we're, mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that I'm getting guys who are proven Clear at that guard. position. Yeah. So I think that's the. That's the piece with Penny. I wrote about it today at the Daily Memphian. Just we're, we're six year. We're going into year six, mm-hmm. um, and it does the operation look stronger than ever. I mean, there were times this season where he pointed out yesterday where it looked a little bleak with the recruiting. Um, but you know, it's amazing what this dude does when the clock is supposed to be oh, over. Man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he got David Jones, Big East transfer, who scored thirteen points a game in the Big East after the transfer. Jordan Brown, seventeen a game. Uh, we know Javon Quinterly, mm-hmm. SEC champ, and then uh, the latest Jaquan Walton. Now they're gonna go get Croatian win Banyama. <laughs> right? Like it is amazing. This <laughs> yeah, dude, I saw that one yesterday. Did you see his highlights? Yeah, I I, I kind of didn't want to look. I know because that, like, that seems like it feels like such a pipe dream. I'm like, okay, yeah. And I know it's between us and Kentucky. Yeah. Kentucky, they've got their front court too. We've got our front court. As, there's bro, there's no way Penny's gonna get that dude. Like I don't think so. To agree to come off the bench here. I'm gonna say no way, but I would say unlikely. Man, it's yeah. yeah. I think I, like Kentucky will like tell him what he wants to hear and yeah. all that stuff, you know. And I'm like, sure the kid probably 
would rather be there. And we don't – I don't know if we have – do we have any history of international players coming here and being successful? Uh, never. Like never in the history – like never. Like for real never. Well, Cal's got, uh, you know, uh, uh, Sunday out of bio. <laughs> That was not Calipari, but yeah. Well, that wasn't Cal. He had you, you remember Sunday? There's no way you remember Sunday. Simplice Sun- and Joya. Yeah, that's exactly. That's who he had. Yeah, he had those. That's who he had, yeah. Yeah. And ain't like Cal has this great long list. Yeah. But what Cal has, fair or not, is Cal has this reputation of uh, NBA pipeline. Yeah. Even though Memphis has put guys in the pros, too. Mm-hmm. Like, Cal just has this, like, oh, we're a factory. Right. So you come here and you'll go to the league. You go to the league. But like, it, it feels like overkill. It feels like overkill with that kid. If we get him, I mean, I mean, Sign me up for it. Yeah. Especially if it's not any chemistry problems, if the kid's fine with just playing a role in, or whatever. But, yeah, that would be nuts if they get that kid. Yeah, I think uh, Kentucky's a little bit more desperate for him than, uh, than Memphis is. Desperate Kyle does desperate. And, exactly. As it relates to this team, like I wrote about it today, like, you know, it's it's been a sort of build, right? Mm-hmm. You you get to the tournament, you get to a tournament again, you win the AAC championship. Mm-hmm. This feels like a Sweet 16 team to yeah. me. Like, a, like a, maybe they don't. But, I mean, they have six guys who scored in double figures, double figures yeah. at the high major level last year mm-hmm. on the same roster. Like, how is that not a Sweet 16 yeah, team it, on it, paper? I, I heard you – I didn't listen to your segment about it, but I heard you in the setup of the show. You are talking about how people are really lowballing this team when they're yeah. talking about top 20. Like, man, this a team that talented. Exactly. I, mean, I know you got to see it on the court, and there's still a lot of question marks as far as chemistry guys fit into their roles. These were all guys who were the guy or the second guy on the team, and now they're going to have to fit into some type of role on this team. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. I think that they're. I think that this is going to be an incredibly fun season when you got guys that are mature. Um, I saw uh, Caleb Mills talk yesterday. He was the first player I've heard in the interview, mm-hmm. and just. He made me breathe a little easier. I don't yeah. know if everybody's like him back there, but yeah. just seeing a guy like him come in, the level of humility, the level of experience, sounding like a pro, not a professional like NBA, but right. you know, sounding like he this isn't his first rodeo. Handles his business. Yeah, knows knows you know what to expect this year. Yep. Because we've had a lot of talented guys come through here, a lot of talented guards. You had guys like Boogie Ellis, all these type of guys who came through here. And they just, in theory, they were good, yep. but th- their maturity level just wasn't They're there. They're too young. Yeah, and they were just kids, you know what I mean? And, and we look at Lester Canonis now, who yep. he's nowhere near the level of player he was when we got him here. No doubt. As a freshman. and um, Like, that's the age of guys you're bringing in. Yeah, you're bringing Lester in guys that are old, old as Lester, you know what I mean? So, I think I think this is going to be an exciting season, man. I'm, I'm down for it. My personal enthusiasm has not been this high in a long time. It was super high for the Wiseman class that had all those blue chippers on it. And it quickly left during the season. Man, you didn't even <laughs> the, have a game with the, it. The Oregon game, like, all right, man, these these are kids. Well, he out, already I'm had the, he had their damn restraining order, bro. Already. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, season was, the season was so messy, man. I was like, all right, so this this feels really good, man. I know you still got, you know, the Mikey Williams stuff still kind of lingering out there. I don't really care about that at all. Yeah, one way or another, if he if he well, comes that, around, that decision's already been made. You know, Penny's not putting him out there with the. Uh, with the uh, jail boot on, so I mean, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> is that like? It's like if, if if the legal stuff proceeds, he's just not going to be around. If exactly, not, he'll be here. So it's just it's not really not that much to stress about. Penny but, played that one pretty perfectly. Yeah, and, and it's good PR, man. That, that you that you are staying loyal to a player as he goes through his personal quote unquote. I mean, you ain't got to do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, what are you and, saying? And, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> it ain't like Penny's paying for right. his lawyer. You know what I'm saying? It's like he's just uh, my first witness, Penny Hardaway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. He like Penny showing up in the courtroom. I mean, it's not. But it looks right. good though. It it makes him look good, like he's right. putting the kid over his situation. And if it works out, you got this. You got this. You know, this uh, celebrity kid on your team. Exactly. Not, it, you know. But whatever, man. Right. Penny can say we didn't. We didn't turn our back on him. 
yeah. right, without having to testify on yeah. the stand. Penny's not going to be his lawyer. I mean, yeah. It's like, <laughs> Which is <laughs> like, again, you, you played that perfectly. You yeah. let the legal part. He, it kinda, like, again, it broke perfectly because mm-hmm. his his stuff just kept getting delayed. Right. You know, so if it keeps getting delayed in September, October, like, exactly. right, yeah. we got to move on, yeah. brother. Yeah. We got to <laughs> Right. And, and, if, and if Mikey Williams is on campus waiting for his court date or whatever, is he really the only student on, with a court date? It's, <laughs> right? No I mean, chance. So yeah, I don't. It's not that big of a deal, man. People are kind of stressing about it, but it's not. It's really not that big of a deal. I could very well see um, a realistic scenario where Mikey Williams comes to Memphis. Yeah, he enrolls on campus. He's technically on the team. He's waiting out his his court stuff. He's yep. practicing with the team. Never plays. It's already agreed, dude. You're not playing. Practice with me, work out with me on the side. I can see that. I'll push all the channels I can in the NBA exactly. to get, Develop, you, to get you a fair chance, yeah. get you a good look. But come spend can, a season yeah. with me. Come spend just a season with me. Be around yeah. and me, be around, and I'll take positive care of you. Yeah. That's and, interesting. And, and, and instead of you just being, you know, right. waiting on a court date at the house, true. You're, you're on the University of Memphis team. Yeah, you're practicing. That's, that's interesting. I have my NBA connections. Right. I'll talk to who I need to talk to, and we'll get you a fair shot. I, I, I could see Penny pulling something like yeah, that. I could yeah. definitely see that. Like, yeah. I think people are really kind of overstressing about the whole Michael Williams. I, he ain't going to play. And, he like, honestly, even if he was here, he had no court case. He's, right. a, he's barely in the top 50 as a freshman. Like, and if I'm Mikey Williams, I'm not trying to play a minute of college basketball. I'm not going to allow you to expose me. Exactly. Nothing. I want you to live off of some highlight film no, no. you saw two or three D- years just ago. Just draft me on the mystique, exactly. man. Yeah, Off absolutely. what Penny said. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play, want to play a second because he's going to – if he plays, he's going to be a backup point guard. Yeah. And if he's not looking good, Penny's going to yank him. You know what I mean? So yep. you don't want to be a kid with a, you know, point five point game scoring average and you're supposed to be, you know, NBA player. So yeah. I would, I would go kind of like the route I was just suggesting. I like it. We're talking to Anthony Sane uh, of the Anthony Sane Show on Bluff City Media. The next episode is going to feature Mr. Calkins. Yes, it will come on today. Jeff was a great interview. Uh, it's going to be some good stuff, man. Jeff is was one definitely one of the guys I looked up to, you know, my entire time. I told a story about how I used to catch the bus uh, to my job. I worked at Foot Locker on Lamar, the outlet store. And I would catch the bus, and I would get off at that McDonald's right there on Lamar. And I would, uh, I would eat my lunch and my breakfast, whatever I'm doing. I would read the commercial appeal, the physical paper. You know what I mean? There was always a copy sitting there, and I would read, I would read Jeff's column. And my, and my view of local sports was through the eyes of Jeff Calkins. I so, get it. I get it and, 100%. And, um, so, yeah, we had that talk yesterday, but – yeah, Jeff's going to be on today. I had uh, Gabe Kuhn on Tuesday. That that episode is also available. But, yeah, it's going to be good stuff. It's it's 92-9 week. At, uh, yeah, clearly. <laughs> um, to say, so. Yeah, uh, I want to get your thoughts on a, a little bit of a, of a clumsy conversation mm-hmm. just because it requires, like, somebody getting, like, crapped on, honestly, okay. in this stadium discussion, right. this money discussion, uh, with the Grizzlies sort of being pitted against, you know, the, mm-hmm. the Liberty Bowl and the Tigers here. I, I, I think – Anybody with a brain agrees right. that the Grizzlies have to get the money. If they want all the money, you have to give them all give the all money. Them, yeah. Like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, should – I'm just asking you your opinion personally. Should Robert Perra feel a civic obligation to foot a little bit of the bill to free up money for the university? I think he possibly could, but I don't think, I don't think should is a, is a true word. Okay. I mean, he's he's done some – because during COVID time, he did some things that benefited the city. You yeah. Know I mean, yeah. even if that's just paying his employees the entire sure. time. Sure, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. He, He's done those type of things. He Not talked, everybody did that. Yeah, he talked about making FedEx Forum um, uh, an overflow facility if they needed to make it make, – if they, if they need to turn the FedEx Forum into a makeshift hospital, he was like, you know, you can do that. Um. I, I think that, you know, the, the Grizzlies are king here. I've had conversations with, you know, Tiger fans who are a little delusional about how that whole thing works. Um, 
the the city does have obligations to an extent to the University of Memphis. I don't I don't particularly think Para has to have one, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Um, here's the thing: if if I felt like moving into a major conference was imminent, like we had some type of handshake agreement based on us making right, X right, right, right. improvements. Sure, I would be down. I would, you know, kind of lobby that the Grizzlies should, you know, come off of some of that money. But if you got this big, sexy stadium and you're still in the AAC for years to come, I mean, it's, I'm not even sure if it would make it <laughs> that sexy, bro. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's still, like, you know, the same like, damn building. Same building. But the thing is, man, like, it's I, I, I say that the University of Memphis needs to be a lot more liable, a lot more uh, accountable for their own fault in this, man. You know, you had a generational player in D'Angelo Williams here, the mm-hmm. best running back we've ever had. One of the best running backs college football has ever had. You know what I mean? And we just totally – They sold out for basketball. Yeah. And, that's and, what and happened. That, and I that's mean, cool, but you they should have made – Yeah. They should have been making plans to make an on, on-campus arena a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And, and we wouldn't even be having this conversation. That, that You're talking about – that was, what, 15 years ago when D'Angelo was here? 10, yeah. 15? I mean – yeah, man, they 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 should have rolled twenty that really. Yeah, they should have rolled that momentum and made something else happen, and they haven't. And you know, and now you're now you're at the mercy of the Memphis Grizzlies, who are a smoking hot franchise. And yeah, I mean, like I just I, I just think it really boils down to you can't like we know that it's the point that's been made time and time again, but it is it's it is the point. Memphis, the University of Memphis can't leave. They can't go anywhere. They can't pick up and say we're going to Marion, Arkansas. If you don't get this, <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like the Grizzlies can Literally leave. absolutely do that. Mm-hmm. And I do think that it is a fair point to point out that uh, not only is Para losing money just uh, you know on the on the surface with the team in Memphis mm-hmm. with the revenue sharing, but he's also losing untold amounts of money from an opportunity cost standpoint right. where if he picked this damn team up and moved them to Seattle tomorrow or Las Vegas tomorrow, mm-hmm. I mean it, it would be one of the most valuable franchises in the NBA oh, yeah, you, off rip mm-hmm. you know and and he's not doing that and yeah. so he's losing that money. By keeping the the team yeah, in Memphis, he's not so, gonna play around. With, yeah, you know, like you can't the Simmons Bank Memorial. Stadium. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's not gonna screw around with it. Bro, like, I don't yeah. even like. He doesn't. Why would he care? He's why, like, oh, y'all got a football team. I exactly know right. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, even if that team was winning AAC titles every yeah. single year, it's it not his job to, to yeah. care. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, that's not how you yeah, become, zero investment in the city or obligations. Yeah, teams. that's not how you become mm-hmm. a billionaire. You know what I'm saying? So, I just. I, it w- would it be great? It would be perfect. The idyllic world, all of that, you know. But this t- this city cannot afford to lose the Grizzlies to contract. We'd never get another pro team ever again. Yeah, it would be it would be over. And um, I don't think it's going to come down to that. Um, I don't think there are actually any people that believe that. Well, I, I take that back. There are people that think that the yeah. city should give most of the money to the to the stadium because. <laughs> but I, I just you have to understand how yeah. short sighted that is. Yeah, Gabe Gabe Coon came on. He had an interesting conversation. He wasn't saying he. Feels like it should go to the stadium, but he kind of made a case for it. It was it was a good conversation. I can't remember what he was saying because I told him at the end. I was like, "Bro, end of the day, man, only Big Twelve I care about is John Morant. Exactly. <laughs> I don't I don't care about. I mean, maybe if Texas and Oklahoma were still in it, bro. Yeah, like, man. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's not like you're talking like we're talking about the SEC or no. the Big Ten. Big Twelve is still not that top tier conference. It's better than where we are, but yeah, I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not losing sleep over over any of that at all. Yeah, so I, I look, I don't know. I hope it. I, I I hate that you know somebody has to get the. It's a zero sum deal. Mm-hmm. Maybe the mayor should have asked for more money. Right. I mean, we're not going to get the, a soccer stadium. Like we're not even we're not even pretending to talk about that anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it like, seems like it seems <laughs> like, like a dead hope. Like it was like you got to have things in that deal. And I hate that too, man, because I really started getting into 901 FC this year. Like I really became a, a literal fan. Uh, me and Gabe go. Me and Gabe have been twice. Uh, me, Jason, and CJ 
Um, we went last week, so yeah, I'm really into it. But yeah, I, I, I've never understood why they're trying to get out of Redbird Stadium, though. I don't out of AutoZone Park. I, don't, I think I don't, well, it's because the uh, it's the league they play in. Is, is they all have to have their own dedicated stadiums now. Oh, uh, for real? Yeah, that's like a thing. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> like, I, I don't get it. Like. So that was that was some eulogy there, saying. I mean, like we're, <laughs> well, we're guess, gonna we're gonna lose I guess, them. Man. I guess it's uh you know RIP for the the, the 901 FC then. Uh, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, yeah. I, I don't. What's I, up? I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it ain't it ain't the, it ain't the Grizzlies. Maybe we can get a slam ball league going. Hey, at the uh, the Landers Center. So here, okay, so after their first weekend, uh-huh. here's what I'll say about slam ball. I love it. For like a game, yeah, I can't do no more. Yeah, like I, I, I can watch one game of slam ball and it's yeah, incredible. I'm, yeah, but the referees are awful. Yeah, I don't understand the rules. Like the whole rule about once they put the ball down the dribble, they can get tackled. Is that true? Right? Yeah, they you can foul a dude hard as hell if he puts the ball down. The okay, dribble. but not if he's just like carrying it. I think I think that's because they want you to keep the ball moving. Right, 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 right. Because you court. otherwise you just jump. Yeah, but like I, I, that was that was like the biggest problem for me watching it was like I don't know why one play is a foul and another play isn't. Well, anything you're doing on the trampolines, I about to say a short word for trampolines. Didn't want to say that. On is that a foul? No. Yeah, that's a foul. Anything anything on you the, do physical on the court though is not, not a foul. foul. You can like check the hell out yeah, of it. Like, did you, did you did you watch it, Brad? Did you see it though? I mean, I, I didn't see it. No, it is, it's a rush, man. I ain't gonna it lie, is, it's a rush. It is. But it's it's kind of like when you're on a roller coaster and it's like, okay, let's get let's ride it one more time. Okay, that was cool. All right, now I'm done. I don't want to ride this it's ride over. again. Yeah, it's it's like a roller coaster. It's not like you can't like watch. You can probably watch about a good hour of it, and you're like, okay, right. I've, I've seen enough of this. Yeah, like, you can't absolutely. just you can't watch it like. Cause it's like a two-hour show, I think. It's a it's a gimmick, man. Yeah, you but can't you can't you can't watch a lot of it because it's like okay, this is stupid. That's why, like, I think Jason thinks that like, <laughs> we're really on the picket line, like trying to you yeah. know, like it's yeah, a, it's it's a cool distraction. It's you like know eating what I'm candy, man. Like, yeah, it's good, <laughs> but you just can't sit and just eat it all day long. But like yeah. that was like yeah. me, like me and my uh, me and my brother-in-law were watching it on Sunday, and it because it came on at like five or something. Okay. And we're like, all right, yeah, yeah, this is great, this is great. <laughs> then the second one came out, we're like, all right, all right. Yeah, it was like 98 No Mercy or I something. I can't get down with that. I actually got down with the women's soccer, the World mm-hmm. Cup stuff. Have you watched that, No, I haven't, I haven't watched it at all. It was pretty good this week. I, I, I have not watched any of the women's <laughs> The Netherlands game? Yeah. yeah I, the I, match? No. No, I mean, no. I can't even, like. I got you. I can't even pretend. I can watch summer. I can watch soccer in person, but watching it on TV, I just I gotcha. can't get into. It. Like, it's hard on TV. Yeah, I, I give you that. It's dope in person, but like watching on television, I'm like, yeah, I can't rock with this at all. Yeah. Uh, so but slam ball. Though. There's no scoring. I mean, it's just monotonous, right? You're just yeah. sitting there watching the clock tick. That's oh, kind of part yeah, of what makes yeah. it dope, though. But anyway, I, I, uh, I've got an acquired taste for soccer. There now, you go. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, speaking of which. Uh, do you feel uh, embarrassed that Leo Messi is coming in and just making a mockery of the MLS? I kind of expected that. MLS is, uh, like I was telling y'all in the hallway, um, it's kind of like a LeBron when he played in the G League or whatever. It's Jeez. They're not, the MLS is not a major league. Like It's major in America. Is it? But it's not major in, in the whole scheme. Because, <laughs> like, the great American players don't even play in the MLS. They go play right, in other right. countries, you know yes. what I mean? So it's like a, it's like, it's, it's kind of a scrub league. You know, it's not the... I'm probably wrong with this. You're gonna hear from the soccer. Folks. I'm sure the soccer guys yeah. will hit me up. But but dude, I am a novice, so I'll admit that. Hope y'all. So they're still gonna come for it's you. They're still gonna come. Yeah. But I'm assuming that the MLS isn't many steps ahead of the USL that not a one FC is in. I don't think it's. I don't think it's several steps ahead. I, I don't think it's. You know what I mean? Like the way that the NBA is with the G League. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's. I don't think it's that. 
level. I think it's. I think. I think they're probably fairly close to each other. Yeah. Um. I mean, dude, Messi was not supposed to come in here. I, at least I thought he at come here. Did, is there anybody to say why he came? Because they can't uh, afford him. I'm sure he got ownership. Oh, okay. In the, well, in that the, makes sense. In the Miami team. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So okay. It's they gave me. He's you know he's he's playing yeah. the long he's game. He's playing here. in Miami. Right. Come hanging on. out with LeBron. He's not really in the United States. Like yeah. he, he's not like uh, you know in uh, you know Portland. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Miami is kind of his own country. Yeah, like he's he's and like he's playing for the Denver Revolution. Or <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what if Denver even has a team. But like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, he's playing on. He's literally playing on another. He's another not country. playing for the Columbus Crew, bro. Yeah, you exactly. know what I mean? Like he's uh yeah he he's not in uh you know mid mid uh, mid America here. He's <laughs> he's loving life. Literally on the edge of the country. Literally, Colorado yeah. Rapids uh, is there. I think I, I, I think okay. I think the like yeah like convince me if you want to convince me that Messi's here to like really playing the MLS, he would have, like, gone to the Columbus crew. Oh, whoever the best team. <laughs> right. You know, like, yeah. but he ain't going to Middle America, bro. He's but chilling in Miami. You saw my boy uh, Mbappe got that, but get that bill ticket. Huh? He turned it down, bro. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I don't believe, I mean, I, it, you can't turn that money down. Like, Some, what are we talking about? Something else must have happened. Or it wasn't real. It was like a, it was inflated. Yeah. Bro, you cannot turn down a, a $500 million, bro, <laughs> in a four year. year. <laughs> are you serious? It was serious? like 600 or something, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it was 776 total, but 200 and something of that was a transfer they would have had to yeah. pay to get him. And I think the rest of it was. No, nah, I thought it was a billion total. Oh, like two years? No, no, no. I, I thought it was like a billion. I'm just throwing out rough numbers. And like 250 million was going to the buyout and 725. Or 750 was like I'm just throwing out rough numbers. Like yeah. I, I thought it was. I okay, thought it was yeah, a split it was a 1.1 billion. billion. Yeah, yeah. uh huh. And and it was the 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 buyout was going to pinch off of it, but he was going supposed to be getting the rest. Yeah, that's uh that's absurd to me. <laughs> it's like 600 billion dollars to play one season, bro. I mean, I I I, I don't know what uh, is preventing you from like just doing that, but yeah. it, different lives, man. I I, I certainly yeah. cannot understand it. He is. Anthony Sane, catch him on the Anthony Sane show on Bluff City Media. Join us every single Friday here on the show. Appreciate it, dog. Yes, sir. We'll come back with the rundown. Jason Smith going to join us at 1225. Stick around. Jason and John, how are you trying to film? ESPN. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 